guys, Mods here, and welcome back to the Spin Room on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM, the home of everything indie. Today we're going to be reviewing the new Daughters album, You Won't Get What You Want, but first, let's listen to a little bit of the song Soap by the band Never Young. Of course, Never Young is an up-and-coming post-hardcore band based out of California you should definitely check out. And again, I am Monty, and you are listening to The Spin Room on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. You can check out all of our older episodes on Radio Free Hillsdale's SoundCloud, and also you can check us out on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash The Spin Room, where we put up all of our playlists of the songs we play on each episode. Jane's not in today, so I'm going to be doing this solo. And this Daughters album has been getting a ton of attention recently. We're going to be diving into that later. But first, let's get into music news. There's a lot, and there are a lot of albums out today that you should definitely check out, starting with Little Peep, a post-humorous release. Now, if you remember last year, I believe James and I reviewed Little Peep's Come Over When You're Sober Part 1, and we gave it sort of mixed reviews. That album has definitely grown on me. And unfortunately, I can't play any of Peeper's music on this show because the FCC would restrict or take away our license. But Lil Peep has been really posthumously popular. And he, of course, is the emo rapper who overdosed on fentanyl last year. Now, uh, Come Over When You're Sober Part 2 has gotten a decent score from Pitchfork as a 7.2. And... I need to listen to it still, but I'm quite excited to listen to it. Ben's Truck was a fantastic song off his first album. And, you know, it just it's really upsetting that he died at the age of 21. He died so young, and he had so much potential, I think, as an artist. That's one thing I talked about in my original review about Little Peep, is that he had a fantastic artistic mindset. The dude had fantastic influences. He was influenced by Radiohead. I think he sampled... Radiohead in a few of his songs. He was influenced by even bands like Sigaros. And you could tell that in his music and his dedication, that atmosphere. And the dude definitely, just his influences ran deep. And it was quite incredible. And he was a good person too, it seemed. Um, not like Tentacion, where all those abuse allegations are actual. There's significant proof that it happened. Allegations came out about him. And, you know, I think Peep also had a definite artistic mindset, again, going forward with his music, and it's quite sad that he had to pass away at such a young age. So I'm quite excited to listen to Come Over When You're Sober Part 2. And also out today, you have Cupcake's Eden. It's a self-released at the beginning of this year, way beginning of this year, Cupcake released Four Eyes, and she's back with Eden. It's her second full length of this year again. She, of course, is from Chicago, and she is a really overtly sexual rapper. I'm not a huge fan of Cupcake. Not for that reason, because I can deal with that stuff. It's not like it, I'm somehow offended if I listen to music that's a bit raunchy. But Cupcake just goes over the top, and it's an aesthetic that I really can't get behind because it's quite annoying, and her music just is... It, it serves more of a comedy purpose than anything, 
And that's where she sort of gained attention is the fact that her music was so outlandishly funny. I guess that's all I have to say about Cupcake. I just really don't understand her general popularity and why critics are paying so much attention to her as an artist because she, I don't think, serves any purpose other than comedy and just being vulgar. And then Jay Macis of Dinosaur Jr., a band that I love, has released his solo collection. It's a follow-up to his solo collection of 2014's Tied to His Star, and that album is called Electric Days, and it's out on Sub Pop. So go check that out. And then Vessel released Queen of Golden Dogs. And that one's definitely an interesting release to go check out. Got an 8.0 from Pitchfork, and it's an experimental album. I also am in love with the cover art on that album, so definitely go check that one out. I believe it's on Spotify. And then last and not least, I mentioned XXXTentacion earlier in the episode, and he has a new album apparently coming out. It's called Skins. It's been announced, and it's out in December. So another post-humorous release by a meme rapper that's coming out, and you should definitely check that out. So let's actually move on to the meat and bones of this episode, and that's reviewing the new Daughters album. You won't get what you want, which has received a ton of critical attention. But first, let's listen to the song Guest House off that album. So right off the bat, you get a really decent idea of what you're in for when you're listening to this album. It is noisy. It is abrasive. It is in your face, and not just in your face. It sandpapers it off with its abrasiveness. This new Daughters record is just insane. It is so loud. It's reminiscent of Swans, early 80s Swans, around greed and money era. And if you don't know who Swans are, definitely check them out. Michael Gere is a fantastic frontman, and the band is well known for just their loud, abrasive music. You oftentimes have to bring headphones or earplugs to their concerts just because of how loud they are, because you could get tinnitus by standing even in the far reaches of the back of the stadium, or not the stadium, but the hall that they're performing in. And Daughters sort of follows in that same tradition of No Wave. And of course, No Wave was a genre of noisy music, that was primarily based out of New York for a very brief amount of time through the late 70s to the early, early 80s. People like Lydia Lunch came out of it, James Chance and the Contortions. And you also have, again, Swans. And Brian Eno produced No Way of New York, which was a compilation effort of all these bands which were just producing this sort of atonal music. Glenn Branca was part of it. And no Wave is a genre which you'd think, despite the fact that it's so unappealing to the ear and despite the fact that it was only around for such a short amount of time, wouldn't have a lot of influence, actually has a ton of it. No Wave is still incredibly, incredibly important when it comes to experimental music, and you won't get what you want, basically shoves that in listeners' faces. And I'd say this is the first time a really heavy album like this has been getting this much attention. And primarily that attention is due to the fact that prominent music reviewer online, Anthony Fantano, gave it a 10 out of 10. And that's really rare. He gave Swans a 10 out of 10, I think, back in 2014 or 15 um, when To Be Kind came out. But this is no To Be Kind. This is louder. This is more upfront. This is more abrasive. This is faster paced. To Be Kind is an hour 30 long album. This is a 51 minute album. 
and the pacing is incredible on this album. So through and through, this thing just pounds you for 51 minutes. I know I've talked about pounding with records before, of Glass Draws Material Control, which was my runner-up for album of the year last year, uh, how that album just 30 minutes took you through these amazing guitar riffs. And you don't really have amazing quote-unquote guitar riffs on You Won't Get What You Want. This is not that kind of album. And you're about to hear that because I'm about to play another song for you. And that song will be the Lord's Song, which comes in about halfway through the record. So here is the Lord's Song by Daughters off their new album, You Won't Get What You Want. It's on all streaming platforms. And you're listening to The Spin Room on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM, the home of everything indie. So obviously you see you don't have like amazing guitar referee in there. This is just something that is straightforward. It is straightforward noise and the vocals I love too. They're just so not cathartic, but they're so tortured. It's like dragging your vocal cords through glass and not just any glass, molten glass. This thing is so scary. It it actually is a claustrophobic record, and that's a great thing to accomplish. A lot of people listen to music because they just get a perceived joy out of it in terms of satisfaction to the ears. This album does not provide that. You have to have been listening to this type of music for a decent amount of time to really, I think, understand this as a noise rock album. Because it's not pretty. It's not a beautiful album. It is a dirty, grimy, disgusting album. It's pulled up from the sewer grate and presented on a dinner plate for you to enjoy. And not everybody is going to be into it. So I'm not going to destroy the people who are like, I don't get this record. When I first started listening to heavy music, I thought I could get into it like that. But I wasn't able to. The first week I tried to do a album listen a day, I put Swan's album, Public Castration is a Good Idea, on the Friday, because I started on a Monday. That album is perhaps the heaviest album to have ever been released, period. And I mean, it's like a ton of bricks have been dropped on your head when you listen to it. I still cannot get through that live album just because of how heavy it is. It's hard to listen to. And this is nowhere near that level. But still, for an album that received a 10 by a prominent reviewer and is being checked out by people who are into his hip-hop reviews, this thing is going to melt your brain. And if you aren't prepared for it, then I don't know what you can expect going into it except terror, sheer and utter terror. But to truly understand this album, I feel like you have to truly understand Daughters as a band because they've been one of the more interesting bands of the past decade and of the past two decades. They've been around since 2002. Daughters broke up in 2009 and then they got back together in 2013, and they sort of went on hiatus after releasing an album in, I believe, 2010. 
um, that album that they released in 2010 was Daughters. It was a self-titled, and it was perceived to be their swan song. It was perceived to be the album that really tied up what the band had been doing previously, because before that, they were a metalcore band. They were a band that was really doing stuff in the grindcore scene as well. Grindcore especially, that was their primary genre, especially on their release, which was um, Canada Songs in 2002. And Canada Songs sounds nothing, and I mean nothing, like this latest album Daughters has released. It is still loud, but it's so sporadic. The songs are 30 seconds long. It's juvenile. But it's also mature, and I quite like Canada's songs, actually, because it's just such an interesting record to listen to in comparison with the rest of their discography. And Daughters has always been a band which has been on the move. They've never stayed in one place. They've been always experimenting with their sound, changing it up, but they've always kept that distinct loudness, that distinct abrasiveness to them. They've never been a band which has been easy to listen to, and that's a fact. In 2006, they released Hell Songs, which was moving more in the direction of noise rack, but still had those grindcore elements to it. It was a lot more of a refined record. It was a lot more of a mature sophomore attempt. And then Daughters, their self-titled, came out in 2010. This record, I mentioned it before, was like their swan song. It tied everything together. It was noise rock. It was easier to listen to, but it was still abrasive. And it was easy in the sense that they were playing in a more defined genre. It wasn't like a genre that was chaotic, used to um, the sporadicness of grindcore. And it was just a record that was dark, and it got tons of amazing critical attention. And then they broke up, and they, re they reunited in 2013, did some recording sessions, and then over this period of time, they finally released You Won't Get What You Want. And You Won't Get What You Want, I feel like, just combines those noisier elements of Daughters and adds more to the mix. This thing is completely different from their soft title. This thing is completely different from Howl songs. This one is completely different from Canada songs. This thing is off-kilter. It's distorted. And Marshall's singing voice is the best it's been in, I think, the entire band's discography. And it's so rare. It's incredibly, incredibly rare for a band like Daughters to come off a long hiatus and release a fourth album after such a long break that is this good. You never see this. Also, it's so rare to see a band evolve from noise rock or to noise rock from mathcore and math metal and these louder genres, grindcore, into something more refined like that. Because typically you just see these grindcore bands push out album after album that sound the same before breaking up two years after forming because they've run out of musical ideas. Daughters has never run out of steam. They've always had something perpetually pushing them forward as a band. And it's worked wonders for this band to the point where they've, I think rightfully, have gotten the amount of critical attention they deserve through the Anthony Fantano 10, through the attention Pitchfork has given them, to the fact that they are currently the number one record on RatureMusic.com. And that's incredibly rare for an album like this, an album that is so deeply inspired by noise rock and post-industrial and obscure genres like that, beating out Kanye West and Kid Cudi's Kids See Ghosts, which is a fantastic album too. But this album is a completely different breed than that. That album is beautiful. This one is not. And it's fantastic to see fans getting into this style of music because it is a deep, deep cut.
So let's play another song off this album, and the song we are going to play is Long Road No Turns off the Daughters album, You Won't Get What You Want. get an idea of the dynamics on that song they're fantastic i just love how they pause and then just start off on the noise again where they are and all the songs in here are four minutes long and some of them are even upwards of seven minutes long satan and the weight is one of those songs which is seven minutes long and it's completely worth it and people listen to this album the whole way through if you look on spotify it's not like the listens are just dropping off as people go along in fact they're actually increasing as this album goes along and of course, the lowest listened to song is the last song of the album, but this album has a high retention rate because it just sucks you in. And, you know, it's hard to pull away from this. If you're not interested in it within the first, like, two songs, you know that it's not for you. If you're not interested in this in general, I'd even say by the first song you realize this isn't for you because City Song is loud and it's abrasive, and we're going to play it right now for you. The first song of this album, City Song. This thing just sucked me in. Based on this one song. Here's City Song of the Daughters album, You Won't Get What You Want. I'm going to skip forward a little bit on this song too. But you just hear this thing is so, so atonal and it just drags you in from the start by the tufts of your hair. It's incredibly loud. This album is incredibly dissonant. This album is just, it's something else and it's worth listening to. Even if this isn't your type of music, you should probably make it your type of music. You should go out of your way to develop the musical taste, be able to listen to this with an open mind. Because this album, for people such as myself who've been listening to music for a very long time, critically, this thing is just fantastic. And you know, it's not the best thing out in the world in terms of noise rock, but for this year and this time, this thing is bringing back guitar music, if you can even call it that, in a way that we really haven't seen. And I'm so excited for the fact that Daughters actually came back from the dead to release this. 
because I was getting into daughters earlier this year, and this thing just came out as a massive surprise to me. So, what's my final thoughts? My final thoughts in this album are just that it's a loud, it's a dirty, it's a grimy, it is a disgusting record. It's going to be hard for an untrained listener to check this thing out without being afraid. Even I was afraid of this thing. It's incredibly claustrophobic, especially with the right headphones. When you get those pulsing beats, especially like on City Song, I was afraid to play that in my car because the speakers were rattling. And it's bassy. It's just so out there and it's fantastic and i'm giving this an 85 out of 100 it's a great record go check it out it isn't my album of the year i'll be talking about that later this year but it's definitely in my top 10 it's definitely worth checking out it's definitely an album to behold that's gonna do it for us today here on the spin room of course i am monty and we just reviewed the daughter's album you won't get what you want i gave it an 85 out of 100 we're gonna close out with demon scene love songs by unwound Of course, you can check out all of our old episodes on Radio Free Hillsdale SoundCloud and also check us out on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Thanks for listening.